You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And welcome back to an edition of Business in Black. Um, This is a weekly podcast of everything starting, growing, and building a business. I'm your host, Anita Harris, joined with us by the lovely Dr. LaTanya Hughes, all the way from Miami, Florida. I, of course, am in Brooklyn, New York, and we're here to talk about some great topics that are going to help you increase, improve, reboot, redevelop, uh, you know, all of those good things about your business. And on today's episode... Uh, we're going to talk about how to how to know if you should start a business. So basically, we're going to be your pro and con sheet today. Um, we're going to uh, lay out some things that we've come up with that we think that um, are good things because you know, quite honestly, we go out and we meet people all the time, and um, you know. People talk to me when they find out I do business development. They talk to me and they say, oh, you know, I have a business that I want to do and how should I do it and what should I do? And to be honest, not everybody should start a business. I I don't think. I don't think everybody has everything that they need to start a business. I think there are people with great ideas and um that doesn't necessarily mean that because you have a great idea that you should start a business. Or as I like to say, every great idea ain't a God idea. And if it ain't a God idea, it ain't going to fly. So, you know, you might need to pass the baton to someone else. You might need to sell it or you may indeed need to sell a business. But we're going to talk about that today. So what's been your experience, Dr. Hughes, with that topic? Um, I think one of the main things that concerned me about um, starting a business is the why. Um, I think there's lots of great reasons, and I think there's lots of great business ideas uh, circulating out there. Um, I think this is a powerful topic and very much so needed topic because we see so many people entering the uh, business entrepreneurial marketplace. And um, I think about 80 percent are not successful. But I think part of why 80 percent is not are not successful is due to either lack of mentors to help them be successful, knowing how to navigate the business world, thinking like a business owner, not like an employee. And the other part is having the wrong reason for um, going into business. So, um, you know, I personally have um, encountered lots of people who um, they know what they know. I mean, they, they are experts. They know what they know. They just don't, they, they don't need to be in business for themselves. They need to be working for someone because they don't have the business acumen or know-how. And when you try to um, kind of coach them, you know, they take offense or, you know, they kind of have this, this, this standoffish approach and don't receive it well. So um, I, there's lots of pros and cons, but you really have to figure out why. And, and one reason for, for starting a business um, <clears throat> for being an entrepreneur um, is not just so you can be independent and be your own boss because you're always going to answer to somebody. Um, but, you know, you really have to have um, drive, commitment, 
um, and be coachable because there's so much along the way um, that you're going to learn about yourself and business overall. When you said people who are experts in their field and have years, the first thing I thought about was personality. Some people don't have the personality to go into business, right? They don't have that. um, They might be more of a research kind of personality that is an introvert and withdrawn and don't really do well with doing um, um, well with people, right? So that that's the first thing that kind of clicked to me of the type of people who may not be the best people, but may have all the ingenuity and all the foresight and the, the business acumen in terms of the practicality, but in terms of the actually execution you have to have the right kind of personality. You have to have a a magnetizing personality for people to want, right? There's um, um, Jeffrey Gittimer, um, a great business salesman who writes amazing sales books. And if you're not reading sales books and you want to be in business, then there's a hint right there. You should be. Um, But one of his books talk about is the little teal book of trust. And he took clearly states that people do business with people who they like and trust. So if people are have odd feelings about you or feel like you're a little strange or, you know, whatever the case may be, it might be a little bit of a struggle for you to be in business. Um, sometimes you need that front man, like a, a salesman. Um, I can think of uh, several different companies that have that, that had that. Um, I know recently I watched the movie Founder uh, the Ray Kroc story of him taking over McDonald's. Let's get it clear, people. He didn't start McDonald's. He took it over from two brothers and he had the personality. He was able to work a room and get money and has the personality to do what he needed to do um, that those two brothers just did not have. There was just something about him, in my opinion, at least from the uh, Hollywood version that that would happen. But personality is a big key, um, in my opinion, to starting a business. Um, but let, let's talk about you know, my statistics, speaking of research and all of that good stuff. So according to entrepreneur.com, there are a couple, and I only did four, the top four reasons that people, the why, like you say, why do you want to start a business? Um, So, well, before we get to entrepreneur, um, hold on a second. Before we get into entrepreneur.com, I have uh, asked, the Facebook, the question, and people commented on that question. So we're thankful for people who commented. So Ashley in Dallas, Texas, to my question, why do you want to own a business answered? If anything, it's because I've learned over time that I have to be able to let my talents, skills, and even weaknesses be suitable to and for my assignment. I don't seem to find that within the confines of a hired position in a company. I always end up looking to do more, expand, and corporate um, expand, and a corporate or agency culture sometimes stifles growth and expansion. The other part is I don't want to be stuck or pigeonheld. When I stepped away, I realized that I felt freedom in a whole new way, freedom to explore, 
manifest and even fail in a different way. It's been an eye-opening experience, scary and liberating. So Ashley has actually stepped away. She took the leap of faith. I also know our guest next week, um, Catherine Storing, who will be coming on. She's an author, excuse me, and she teaches business people how to write books. So she'll be joining us next week. But um, um, she had the same experience of just stepping away and saying enough is enough, which, which goes into why I stopped to take this comment and coming back to the number one reason from entrepreneur.com was freedom seekers, right? So Ashley is talking about and this is sad, but it's the truth. And a lot of people feel this way. They feel like they're so more talented than what their business, their, their current job is celebrating in them. So we've shifted from celebrating employees. We've shifted from honoring and being loyal to employees. And we've gone into the doldrums of busy work in my opinion. And we have talented people who would like to exercise their talents and they're being stifled. I think um, I like everything you just said, honestly. (laughs) I took some notes while you were talking. Um, One thing we have to keep in mind about being in business is it's all about relationship building in a nutshell. And that's pretty much what Ms. Harris is, is, is alluding to and talking about um, when she talks about personality. Uh, people are not buying your product or service. They're buying you. So uh, a lot of times as we see, uh, I think a lot of the statistics, a lot of the things we see and hear about business kind of center around these two common things. And, um, you know, when people, when you hear people talking about business and uh, wanting to be an entrepreneur and um, even those who are in business and some of the struggles that they have, nine times out of 10, it's because of um, they struggle with relationships with vendors, not just with customers, but with vendors and, um, you know, um, investors and, you know, all kinds of people. Remember, you're, you're going to always answer to somebody. So I think um, in looking at a lot of the polls and, and some of the feedback you get about being in business, um, you know, you have to have the right context and the right frame of mind and understand what you're getting into. Um, you know, I think Ray Kroc had um, the right idea. He saw a great concept. He saw what it could be. He was a visionary. And he had, like Ms. Harris says, he had the personality. He had the gusto. He had everything it took to take a concept that he saw that was fledgling at the time and um, expanded it and made it a worldwide phenomenon. Well, it wasn't even fledgling. It was doing very well in yeah. its area. It, it it started doing the fledgling when it tried to expand itself. So they didn't know how to compound it's upon right. itself and expand. But it was hopping, which is what the attraction point was for him. Right. So right. Um, I, I think... 
I think that's one way of going up is about business. And I know we were talking yesterday about how, you know, one of the ways to go about business is to franchise. And that's exactly basically what he did. That's exactly not exactly. Basically, that's exactly what he did. He took the current business and he he started a franchise model um, that became a very successful franchise model. And so in that that created his own freedom. So according to entrepreneur.com, um, freedom seekers is the number one, um, which goes right along with what you're saying, uh, value the, the ability to control experiences and they're in charge of their schedules, career path, et cetera. And that's exactly what, uh, Ashley out of Dallas was saying. She wanted the freedom to explore freedom, to fail freedom, to manifest in the way. And it's almost like, big box corporate only had, and it's not almost like, let me stop using words like that. It is that big box corporate has one way of doing things. And here comes little Susie, bright eyed, bushy tailed, and she has a new way of doing something and her voice gets stifled. Her voice gets muted. Her voice gets um, downright cut out you know, and her tongue gets cut out because she's too smart or too um, innovative or too forward thinking. And it's almost like, how dare you come to us with your new ideas um, and get out of here, you, you know, go back to your desk and do the work that we tell you to work. And out of that model, I have heard more successful businesses being born, like the guy who created um, uh, Redbox, told he was a Blockbuster employee, told Blockbuster about the idea. They laughed at it, not one time, Several times he brought it to them. They laughed at it. Yeah, right. You know, this is not, you know, whatever. That is not the wave of the future. And when he took over, he took Blockbuster down. And so we don't want to hear, we big box don't want to hear anything anybody else has to say because we've been running this. We've been making hand over fist millions of dollars. And then out of nowhere, um, uh, you know, the new latest and greatest because we've become complicit, complacent, com- uh, comfortable, all of those C's. And we're the Titanic and we can't turn that thing around quickly. We're, we're such a behemoth at that point that we have no more room for expansion unless we calculate the room for expansion years and years out in advance. And it's just crippling to a lot of big businesses. So people like um, the guy who started Redbox or the guy who even started Oracle, the same thing, the same story. He told his company, hey, guess what? There's a, you know, we need a, a better CRM, customer relationship management software system. And they they didn't listen to him. So guess what he did? He went out and created one and then he shut out his old business and, and the competition um, just squandered. So I don't know why... Um, Big businesses and um, corporations just 
they don't listen, but it's good for you guys. It's good for the little guys, good for the budding entrepreneur to have a voice and be able to know that they can, um, they can voice it and it can be heard. So um, that that's the number one. We're, we're off to a, a slow start because it's a really rich topic. I, I don't think you guys understand. We could talk about this topic for a while, yes. starting a business and what you should do to start a business. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to come back with two, three and four on this entrepreneur.com list of the pro and cons of how to know if you should start a business. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. All righty, so we are back. Um, and uh, welcome back to Business in Black, the weekly podcast where I, your host, Danita Harris, am talking about things that you need to know, everything about creating, starting, and running a successful business. This week, we're talking about how to know if you should start a business, the pros and cons. Of course, you know, we make pros and cons. At least women do. We make pros and cons sheets for like everything. And so we're here to be your virtual pro and con sheet of should you really start a business? And we were going through a list of... um uh, entrepreneur.com wise, the top four wise people should start a business or people do start a business. And the first one was on freedom. They were trying to, to exert themselves and look for more freedom in a workplace and in their experiences in life. The second reason is passion. And, you know, I struggle with this one because a lot of, pe- a, a lot of people say that passion equals success. And I don't really believe that. I believe hard work equals success. I feel like you have to put the work in because honey, let me tell you, I could be over here like, yes, I love it. I need it. I desire it. I care for it. That's everything in me. It's through my veins. It's through my blood. Uh, you know, amore and all of this. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that passion cannot create anything in terms of the rubber meeting the road, the 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 brick laying, the like the getting your hands dirty portion. I fail to put that connection to passion. So they have to love what they do, which I get. Let me tell you, as a saleswoman, I have to love what I'm selling. I have to really like. I can't do certain things at all because I just don't. I don't buy into them. But I have to love what I'm doing. But I don't necessarily think that love for what I'm doing equals success. What are your thoughts on that? I think what they missed was, I think what they're trying to say is that passion is the fuel to success. Meaning if you're passionate about something, it'll be the fuel that you need to get out and do the work that leads to you being successful. Because like you said, if you don't, you're not passionate about what you're selling, if you're not passionate about your own stuff, then guess what? You're not going to put in the work to be successful. 
Um, okay, I can understand that. That and, makes more sense to me. Right. So they, they, I think they just missed some words along the way. <laughs> <laughs> they just missed some words along the way. Because remember, people are buying you. They're not right. buying product and service. And so the more passionate you are about, you know, what you're selling, it's going to translate. I Okay, I get that. I get right. that. But I don't understand it, 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 because that's not the only thing. You have to have acumen. Right. You you just can't it's like love don't survive you enough. Like you have to put in the work. Like in all things you have to do the actual work. Right. Right. So I, I, I understand what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but I just feel like passion is just not enough. Oh, no. Because but, I think it's a combination of stuff. I think it might be a combination of the things on that list because passion alone ain't going to make it because you're going to it's going to be some days that you go. You ain't going to feel like it like correct. you. It's like going to work every day. You don't feel like going to work. You're like, I don't feel like adulting today. I don't feel like, <laughs> like today. I don't feel like you know what I'm saying? It's going to be a lot of days right. we feel like it. But your why is probably going to be more important to you and, you know, more beneficial than. Passion. Because, like you said, it's going to be some days when you're just going to be like... Where you don't want to do it. Right. And if you have consecutive days like that for an extended period of time, eventually, you're going to be like, well, my business failed. No, you failed your business. Because you didn't show up to do the work. Because for whatever reason, you thought your heart and your passion and your soul Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. enough and 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 it wasn't. And it's not. Well, not how it works. I think passion is a piece of it, but it's not the wherewithal of I'm passionate. And so I should start a business. You know, I don't think that's the tone that should be there because passion in my my experience does not equal success because you can be very, I know many people who are very successful from selling uh corporate copiers and it's not because they have a passion for it it's because they had a need for a job right so well i also think too you some people your passion can be one-sided or or you can skew your focus because some people are passionate about research and development and they'll stay there forever but research and development will get you nowhere if you don't right. get out and sell it. Right. You know, so you might be passionate about doing the work, but not passionate about the back end. You know, so right. people, I'm passionate about execution. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I might be passionate about this. So that means you need someone to come along to partner with you to run the business side while you go out and do the execution side. So right. it's, it's two different. You know what I mean? So I. Like, I think, okay, coming back to the founder, I think Ray Kroc was the person without the passion. I think the right. Kroc, the, the McDonald's brothers had the passion. Exactly. They were, I mean, they were like, oh, look at this patty and look at how many squirts on it and this precision and this beautiful. And, it, and they had that passion, exactly. but he had the ingenuity that could actually take the business to the next level. So I think that's my differentiation point of what you were just saying. It's not all about the passion. I understand it's one thing, but if you have vision and you have a good idea and you know how to execute and put that, you know, the the roll the sleeves up mentality, you can make it work with or without passion. 
Right. Okay. So we're okay. We're on the same page then. Cause I just looked at that and was like, well, I mean, passion is nice, but you know, so number three on the entrepreneur.com list is uh, legacy builders. These are people who want to bring something new to the marketplace. They have a sense of stability for their future and their family's future, and they are in it for the long haul. So I guess legacy builders, the first people that come up to me would be like your insurance salesman right? That decide to have their own franchise of, of a insurance company or, or whatnot. Um, and that they're really building something for their families long and steady. I would also think of, um, people who are, and sons, you know, the, 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 the hardware store that they want to leave off to their children, um, that's one that I would think would be legacy builders, people who are building a business so that they can eventually hand it to their loved ones and or it can run by itself beyond their years and their loved ones can benefit from it. Franchises um, are also um, in that category because you can essentially, as you grow it and build it, you can, uh, depending on the, the contract, especially um, for um, succession planning, you can turn it over to, like you said, future generations to your children and that kind of stuff. You know what comes to mind when I think about that is Chinese restaurants. Oh, yeah. Because um, <laughs> there, I mean, I've seen and, and even nail salons, those are owned by Chinese nail salons because they're family. They're all family. Well, not all, but most of them are related. Um, a lot of times you see the children, especially in the Chinese restaurants, you see the children. It's like take your child to work day is every day. And they're right. teaching them on the inside, the, the whole concept of the business and business stuff. Mm-hmm. So even if they don't take over that particular restaurant, wherever they go and decide, at least they'll know how to, how to uh, start, establish, you know, and grow their own business. Um, and that's, that's a legacy right there. That's why you see so many of them successful. And every time you turn around, there's a nail pro, there's a this, there's a that, there's a this, mm-hmm. there's a that because they have that, um, legacy mindset within their culture, within their community that says, this is how we're going to grow and, um, you know, yeah. keep, that, keep that going. Well, I know for me, uh, my parents, they didn't have like anything like that, like a chain or anything, but that's where I got my bug from. I blame my parents, John and Marie, it's your fault. <laughs> like, I mean, I remember being eight and had a lemonade stand. You know, my parents had a, a Christian Bible bookstore when I was young. And like you say, I was in the bookstore, like the little kids in the in the Chinese food restaurant running around and seeing all of what's going on. Of course, being um, not of presence of mind to understand the, the hardships of it, but understanding the front end of um, this is how business is. This is what we do. This is how it runs. This is how you serve people. I think that's why I have such a big heart for serving people. And so that really sparked something in me, but it didn't spark for my sisters. You know, my sisters didn't get the same thing, but for me, for sure, it sparked something for me. So I completely agree with that. And so they've, and through the years, they've always had a business. Um, They still have a business. My dad does travel. So um, I I definitely can see that is one for my family that we, um, just the instilling of, there's a different way and there's multiple streams of income. And that doesn't mean you have to quit your job to have a business. We'll talk about that in a minute. Come on, say that. (laughs) Say that, girl, say that. But you, you know, you, 
you, you know, you can have a business and work a job. And so um, they, they, I saw all of that with my parents. So it was really good. Okay. Number four on the entrepreneur.com, why you should start a business list was the struggling survivors. These are the top four people who think they should start a business. Freedom seekers, passionate creators, legacy builders. And then number four are struggling survivors. These are deep rooted fear people who continue to face fear, challenges, and more than 50% of them close. They feel like they should still be in business even though they're struggling. Um, They are jack of all trades and a master of none, and 51% of them run it alone, and they're spread entirely too thin, um, wearing too many hats. But they feel like they should start a business. They feel like they should um, be in business. And so I think with those, because I've been there, you know, I've been the CEO and the janitor at the same time, and it is so difficult. And you wake up, like you say, today, I don't want to be an adult. I I just want to go play in the sandbox and forget all of my cares and my worries. And that's a hard place to be because you may have an idea and something is just not clicking. Uh, It could be the um, area that you're, the region that you're in. It could be that you're ahead of your time with your particular product. It could be a lot of bear. Maybe that's not the product. Maybe that ain't the God idea for you. It could be a lot of different things, but I don't think there's anything wrong with closing the business because I've had to do that. I've had to be in that position where you have to make an executive decision and say, do we stop the hemorrhaging and the, the worry and the work waking up in the middle of the night, tossing and turning and, and all the bubble guts and all of that? Or do we continue going? And I made a very conscious decision to pull the plug and a lot of people told me at the time they, they admired me for that. And I'm thinking, well, why? I feel horrible. But then I met um, someone whose father um, actually had to do the same thing. He has a a hardware store and uh, he had to close it and do exactly what I had to do. Close it, move to a different state, start a business, start a job again, and then restart his business. And he's been in business for 30 some odd years plus. So their strategy to recognizing uh, when the time to pull the plug is and for struggling people who are in business, but you're you're just struggling and it, it might not be the best. And, and your why may not outshine the fact that you're struggling and it might be time to re- regroup. I think a big part of that is too what you just said is flexibility. Um, when you're in business, you have to be flexible and open to um, all kinds of ideas and opportunities. And you may be doing the right thing in the wrong place. Uh, a lot of times we think this is the market. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take off from me. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. When sometimes it's a completely different market that you haven't thought about, that you haven't considered, or you know, sometimes circumstances force you into the place where you're supposed to be, um, where your business will prosper and flourish, but you probably never thought about it like the gentleman who had to close, move somewhere else, start working, get a job, um, and open it up. And have to be willing to take a detour to your destiny. And a lot of times we don't want to do That's that. Good. Say that again. You have yeah, to be willing, we have to, be to, take willing a... to take a detour to our destiny. Yes. So, um, you know, and you might make two or three different de- detours, but along the way you've met people 
And by the time you get to your final destination, that's your success team. And all those people have something to contribute. And now, you know, you may look back and 20 years later, you've been in business and you're successful. And, you know, you have, you run a, a multi-million dollar company or even half a million dollar company in the first year or whatever it takes. But you may have taken several detours along the way, but along the way, you've picked up so much that could, that now has contributed to your success. That's called putting in the work. Mm. That's called, okay, I'm not going to be dogmatic and thinking I'm just going to stay here and da 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 Right. No, you may have to leave, close your business and regroup and refocus. Ms. Har- like Ms. Harris said, you know, she had to make a very difficult decision, but that's what business people do. That's what mature business people do. Why? Because I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be a good steward. You know, I'm going to be a good steward of this, even though it's still a good idea. Maybe I'm doing it in the wrong place. I need to regroup. Let's stop hemorrhaging and, you know, refocus, get redirected, get in a new location, because maybe the new location I'm going to is going to connect me with the kinds of people that I need to connect with. And then I can kick it off. And, and, and that's what happens sometimes. And maybe it's a different part of your business. You might be running this part of your business this product over here, but it's really this service over here that's going to kick off or vice versa. Right. Whatever right. one works for you, that's what you leverage mm-hmm. um, and use, you know, to kind of keep everything else going. But I think it's very important to make sure that you're flexible. If nothing else, you've got to be flexible in business and understand that and not be dogmatic, but be open to different ideas um, and different ways of doing things. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. But before we do, uh, please, I need you all to tweet that one, honey, because that was a tweetable. (laughs) Be willing to take a detour to your destiny. And we're going to come right back with Business in Black. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. Hello, everybody. We are back. Uh, This is your show host, Danita Harris at uh, Business in Black over here in Brooklyn, New York City. Uh, Joined by Dr. LaTanya Hughes down in Miami, Florida. And today um, we're talking about how to know if you should start a business. We're making your pro and con sheet. We just went through four reasons that entrepreneur.com says you should start a business. Number one, being freedom seekers. Number two, being passionate creators. Number three, being legacy builders. Number four, those struggling survivors are not that you should start a business, but why you want to start a business. Okay. Get it very clear why you want, why people want to start a business. People don't want to start to struggle, but they end up struggling. And that's a very real thing. But so now that begs to ask the question of, should you? Should you start a business? If these are the four types of people that we see uh, in business and should you really take the leap of faith and go for the gung-ho? Um, and one of the topics we, one of the um, topics we mentioned, um, uh, the point of, well, can you still start a business and do a job at the same time? occurred. And I think now is a great time to talk about that. Now that we're talking about the, should you start a business part? I don't know why people feel like God is going to just manifest, uh, the bamboo anointing 
on them and uh you know they like they're gonna just sprout up a grains of wheat uh in a, a half of a season or a night overnight and they're gonna be rich and plentiful and um you know that it's just gonna happen for everybody now for some people let me not be facetious and and not say that that didn't happen but the chances of you being an overnight success is very low like look at all of the greats their overnight success was 30 years in the making their overnight success was years in the making right they had to do the labor and the work and all of the things that we talked about um beyonce had to have the passion and the drive to do what she wanted to do but the woman has been doing it since she was a little girl. You know, she forwent an entire childhood in order to execute her dream. And let's just be honest. Most people don't have that kind of grit. Most people don't have that kind of drive. Most people want to have their weekends off and they don't want to come home after work and put in the work and forego watching their favorite TV show and miss date night and not have a social life or not go out to eat anymore because you're trying to scrimp up and save. Uh, you're making dollars out of 15 cent and whatnot. And so the question is, do you have the wherewithal, the drive, the passion, the desire, the knowledge? It's a, like a, it's a whole, a whole not a part, but a whole of what you should have to go and start a business. Um, and so some people just don't have that. And that's okay. And recognizing that you don't have that is okay. I think that's a good place to start. Should I start one? Do I have what it takes in a whole sense? I I think um, <laughs> the the word of the day is sacrifice. <laughs> when it comes to being in business for yourself, sacrifice. And, um, you know, you may not be in a position to where <clears throat> you can start off cold turkey, meaning just you have the resources to devote to full-time running your business. You know, everybody may not get a $10,000 or a million dollar inheritance to start something from scratch. So a lot of entrepreneurs start part-time. So they make the sacrifice and, you know, when they get off work, they're making calls or, you know, they're putting stuff together. They're sending out email, their marketing campaigns, they're networking, they're getting off work. They're trying to find ways to get out there and push their business until it's successful enough to where they can, um, you know, not work anymore. There's nothing wrong with that. It, that's no. called sacrifice and grit. That's right. called putting in the work. So if you say, Do you feel like people, though, are ashamed of that? I feel like people are ashamed of saying, oh, well, but my weekend job or my second job, you know, like I have a main job, but then on the side I do. I feel like people have feel some kind of way about that sometimes. Why. I mean, you need money to invest in your business. Right. And sometimes, you know, getting an angel investor is not the way to go. Right. Um, or, you know, it's not easy because every day, all, all those people aren't always trying to invest in every idea and every concept. Angel investors have folks in their face all the time begging for the same money, to be honest. So they are very strategic with, you know, how they invest their money and their dollars and the things that they're investing in. And, you know, so sometimes you have to be willing to put in the work yourself. And that may mean, guess what? I need to sacrifice. I need a marketing budget because quite frankly, you need a marketing budget 
to market your product. So what does that take? That takes money. And where's that money going to come from? You, you know, until you find, you know, people who are willing to invest in you and in your concept and in your product and your idea, you know, there is nothing wrong with working a full-time job or a part-time job, if that's what it takes, you have to realize that you still got bills to pay. Bills don't pay on what had happened was. Bills don't pay on, well, see, I started a business and I had to invest that money. And, but you sit at home with no lights right, and no internet to be able to send stuff out. So now you at the library frustrated because you only got a certain amount of time that you could be on the computer. You know what I'm saying? So right, right. I think having a part-time job or working a full-time job and, and being a part-time entrepreneur, that's just wisdom. Well, I think also too is if you don't know what you need to know to start a business, that might be the best place because it allows you the freedom to um, research what it is that you need to know. Because if you're launching two feet in, in the deep and you don't know the direction you're supposed to go in, I'm talking about marketing strategy, execution of that marketing strategy, how to go get clients, how to attract money. Listen, then it might behoove you to keep your job to test the waters out, right? It's a great time to test the waters out to see, is this really something that I really want to be bothered doing? Can I make money at it? Right. You know, as opposed to, girl, I got this great idea. That reminds me of the uh, movie Office Space with the jump to conclusions, Matt, right? (laughs) Like, okay, jump to conclusions, Matt, but that Matt may not make it. Right. And so it's like you think your idea is the best. Your friends and family may think the idea is the best. But does the marketplace think the idea is the best? Can you make money at it? And instead of, you know, buying up or Will Smith in the pursuit of happiness where he bought up all these machines Mm -hmm. and he's trying to sell these machines that he later found out. Guess what? They're not a need for them. They're a want, a luxury item. So they were a lot harder for him to offload than they were he imagined they would. So having that job for that security of health insurance and um, being able to pay your bills is key for a lot of people as they test the field to be able to um, maneuver in the marketplace. But I think some of the why you shouldn't of starting a business are so great in their face that they decide... um, Forget it. I'm just going to go for it anyway. And the why you shouldn't list is coming up. That's our con list that we're going to bring up here in a second. So should you start it yourself? Should you start a franchise? Should you start a regular business? Um, How do you go about doing that? Which is a whole nother show. We're not even going to start talking about how, but the, the, should you, um, should you start a franchise? Should you start a regular business? Should, should it be a, a socialpreneur, which is huge right now, business yeah. where you have a social component where you're giving back into the community and into um, our world globally or domestically? Um, should, you, should you do it yourself? Uh, I think a big portion is, should you even have the idea and ex- execute and implement the idea yourself? I think a lot of people don't. And shouldn't because they don't have it to do it. I think you could sell your idea. Did you know that? Like you could sell your idea. I met a chef there in South Florida who wanted nothing to do with the production of his ideas. He had great ideas and he said he would find companies to sell them to, like big companies and make good money. And he was selling his ideas. Or should you give it away? 
I have a great idea. Ooh, I know Dr. Hughes has a, a, a jewelry making company. And so I'm going to give her this new idea of a bracelet that I saw that I liked. You know, that's not for me. That's for her. I used to get ideas all the time on, oh, this would be a cool business, but it's not really my forte. It's not really something I'm passionate about, yeah. but I'll give it to somebody who's thinking of doing a business that I might think it might match up for them. So maybe it's not even for you to start one with your own idea. Maybe it's for you to give, give your idea away or get something for your idea. Right. Right. <clears throat> All good stuff. And I agree. I Sometimes it's just a matter of, uh, some. I think sometimes we have um, skewed perception of what it is to be in business. Because sometimes we think to be in business means I have to do the business myself. No, mm-hmm. it, uh, being in business might be, okay, like Ms. Harris just said, I'm just, I'm an idea generator. And right. my business, I'm in the business of coming, I'm in the business of coming up with creative ways for people to make money for themselves. Right. It's not my place to, to help you execute. I'm just giving you the idea that's going to kick off and take you somewhere. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think so. I think that's a good place to be because especially if you're the the gateway, you would hope, you know, somebody that did that for you, you would give them a little something for the idea once you had the ability to do that. But even if not, then it's great to see, you know, people flourish in the vein that they're supposed to be operating in. So, right. uh, So let's get into some of these reasons why you should not. Mm, Should not start a business. Um, I have several here and then I also have other ones as well but let's let me see according to forbes.com I love this one um one of the reasons you should not start a business is because you're running away from something right you hate your job you know you could do it better right um your boss is acting crazy uh, it's everybody's fault, but yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of starting the business is like, oh, glorious. I can call the shots. I can do this. I can do that. And yeah, that ain't the reason folks to start a business at all. It's at not all. escaping authority and this elusiveness of I can be my own boss is not a reason because to me, you're trying to escape um, authority. You're trying to route around a set design that has been implemented. We're always going to have authority over us, no matter what you're doing. So getting away from it and running because you think, you know, it's going to be better. Just, it's just not the truth. And it's not going to work well for a business model. Not a good reason at all. So ever, 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 <laughs> Did uh, I say ever, <laughs> ever, uh, the, another reason why is because it's handed down to you. It's your dad's business. He wants a and son sign up there. Um, and you just have no desire for it. I think it takes something to realize. I mean, you know, we're going to like, I ran into somebody just the other week 
who has a very successful bed and breakfast here in Brooklyn, an amazing property in the Poconos. She has about five properties of bed and breakfasts and her her legacy doesn't want anything to do with them. And of course, we're all like, shut up. Say what, honey? Adopt me. I'll do it. You know, uh, I also know a gentleman whose whose father has a hardware store and he wants nothing and his siblings want nothing to do with it. So I think it takes a lot to know that that's not my dream, dad. That's yours. That's not my dream, mom. That's yours. And to not go into it. Maybe they'll regret it later on. Maybe they won't. But to not go into it takes a lot of wherewithal because they realize that's not their dream. And sometimes if you take over somebody else's dream, you're just going to run amok with it anyway. So it's better to preserve the legacy in the way that it was manifested by the dream, the dreamer, as opposed to the person who is supposed to be handed down to. So, um, you know, not, not everybody wants to own the, the Chinese uh, store, you know, the, the the food store or laundromat or, you know, whatever that they're handing down. And I think that's okay because people have to have their own dream. You have to move in the lane that you want to move in and not just because it's legacy to move in. Right. Right. Um, I think another one is, um, here's a big one. People say you should. <laughs> People say, girl, that's a good idea. You should go into business. And you be like, girl, what? I think I should go. Now, come on. You cannot build and base your life off of what other people tell you you should do. And you're going to be the one stuck like Chuck. You're going to be the one out of money because I'm going to tell you what they're not going to do. They're not going to give you any money to finance it. It would be different if they say, girl, here's 10 G's. Go start that business. But they're not going to do that. So, you have to take a stock and inventory pros and cons as to why you want to start a business. And it cannot be, it should not be for the reason that people say you should because you have a great idea. Let me, let me, let me hope you. <laughs> Listen here. People are always going to gas your head up. They will yes. boost you up. Um, a lot of times people are passing their own, um, you know, their own inner desires. They're living vicariously through your life. So they will tell you something is great and it genuinely is great, but it's not, but they want somebody else to execute it because they want to live vicariously through somebody else's life. They want somebody else to take all the risks and then they sit on the sideline, gassing you up and cheering you on. And if it's not successful, they had no risk in it anyway. If it is successful, oh, you know what? I was there the whole time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You have mm -hmm. to know people's motives behind why they are encouraging you and pushing you. Is it genuinely because they believe in you? Is it genuine? And and if they genuinely believe in you, what are they willing to invest Mm-hmm, to help mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. whether it's time, money, energy, resources, connections, what is it? Right. And if they're not, I'm, I'm, you Mm-mm. eat the meat and throw the fat and the bones away. Faith. Correct. Yes. So, well, with that, we're going to take a short break and we're going to come right back to some of the reasons that you should not start a business because, you know, It may sound good, but um, at the end of it, it's not going to be what you thought it was going to be. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. 
All right, we are back to Business in Black, and we've been talking this episode about how to know if you should start a business. We've been your virtual pro and con sheet. Um, We went through some things about um, some topics on why do you want to start a business. Those were, according to entrepreneur.com, people who are seeking freedom, people who are passionate, people who are wanting to build a legacy. Um, then there's those people, unfortunately, that fall into the struggling survivors category. Um, should you start one? Is it a good idea? Like why you want to start one? Um, but then should you start one? Should it be a regular business? Should it be a, a franchise business? Um, should you sell your idea? Should you give it away? And we're going to wrap the show up with finalizing some reasons why you should not even think about going into business. Um, Number one, escaping authority. Uh, According to Forbes.com, like you're running away from something and you just, you know, you don't like your boss. You don't like your work. You know, I mean, there's always going to be something you don't like. You're going to have a boss on your, your business anyway. I know that sounds crazy, but you have to respect authority and you have to um, understand that you're going to have authority everywhere you go. Um, you shouldn't, if it's handed down and you really have no desire in the business, uh, just because it's your father's business or your mother's business doesn't mean that you have to take it over. Um, and of course, because people tell you that you have a good idea, doesn't mean that you should go into business. Uh, also, of, according to Forbes.com is you want to make millions <laughs> this illusion, honey, that everybody is going to be a Zuckerberg is out there and it is real. And let me tell you, those people that prey on people that are thinking in that manner are making the money hand over fist because they can sell you the pipe dream. That's just no different than the guy selling you a TV with rocks in it. I mean, that's what's going on on social media. We see so many, oh, you want to be a millionaire. They're hitting this pain point of, I want to be a millionaire. Everybody wants to be a millionaire, but nobody wants to work for it. And so they are taking the fast way out and they're being sorely disappointed. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a real thing that's going on right now because they're promising you the keys to the palace, but really it's the keys to the outhouse. And you're just getting a bunch of you know what, and you're not really being able to use it to build the kind of business. And in my opinion, I call it prosperity pimp preaching, where people are just trying to get you um, captivated in, you know, oh, you're going to be a millionaire, you're going to be a millionaire, you're going to be a millionaire. And not everybody's destiny is to be a millionaire. Let's be honest. It, it, it might not be your destiny to be a millionaire. And people are gassing you up, telling you that this is what's going to happen if you just follow this plan and you buy my system for $19.95.95. And, you know, like, let's just be honest and real that everybody who speaks well doesn't have well intentions for you. And so they, they are going to do what they need to do to build their millions and not necessarily yours. Well, I think they're preying on, um, they're depending on people's ignorance. Right. And praying as P-R-E-Y-I-N-G, not P-R-A-Y-I-N-G. Right. They're, they're depending on your ignorance. So, you know, they, they're depending on you to not know the backstory to Mark Zuckerberg. They're depending on you to not know the backstory to the Oprah's and to the Bill Gates and the, and, and the Steve Jobs. They're, they're depending on you to not know the backstories. You know, a lot of people don't know that Bill Gates bailed out. Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. 
they don't know that without Microsoft back and way, I'm talking about in the way back beginning, mm-hmm. there probably wouldn't be an Apple. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't know a lot of the backs. Well, they, uh, the people who are preying on these folks who want to make that easy money, that quick buck, they're depending on you to not know. They're depending on you to what not read. Reading is fundamental. Mm-hmm. And that's for anything, but especially in business, if you don't read, you are going to be susceptible to all these fly-by-nights, get-rich-quick schemes Mm -hmm. that are out there that's just trying to take your focus away because instead of you just genuinely putting in the work and getting somewhere, sitting down, writing your own vision, being clear on what you are doing as a business owner and following and pushing and cooperating with that dream and cooperating with what you put in place. If you put that much energy into following these get rich quick schemes, put all that energy into your own business, you will be successful. Right. Right. Because there's no quick, there's no get rich quick. There is no get rich quick. There's no get rich quick. It's work. It is work. And it's a lot of work. But we don't see the 10 years that went into Facebook. Correct. You know I mean? right. We don't see the 10, 15 years that went into Apple before it blew up. We don't right. see you know, all of these different years mm-hmm. and stuff. And then, you know, we're comparing apples to oranges. Apple and Microsoft, they're not the same. Right. They don't even have the same market and client. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. have that problem with my uh, with my Apple product. Well, Apple is not for big business. They don't make their, their whole concept is is for the individual marketplace, they're, they're not even trying to do right. what Microsoft is doing. So it's, 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 but we don't understand that. We don't even do the work. Right. Well, another reason that they talk about is um, Forbes.com is you want to spend more time with your family. Isn't that cute? You want to spend more time with your family. You're going to spend less time with your family people because it takes a lot to start a business. Sacrifice. Daddy, can we go get I'm not right now. I'm working on XYZ. I gotta get this launch out. I gotta get this marketing strategy done. I gotta do blah 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 blah. Like fill in the blank. Like it's going to take a lot um to start a business, even if you enter into a franchise business. It's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, side by side, husband and wife working it out together. Like I, I know plenty of couples that are doing business together and it ain't all lily fields and you know. Right. It's not it's not a fairy tale at all. So um, you know, not not a good reason to go into business. Um a sibling wants to go into business with you. No. I I don't think that's a good one either. Sometimes you don't want to mix. I know people who are mixing family and business, and it let me tell you, it is a nightmare. Sweetie pies. Right, right. And they don't want to be in because you get no break. Especially if you're husband and wife, you get no break. You don't get to walk away and go to the other room. You know, you 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 don't get any of that. So um, another reason, according to Forbes.com, is you assume you can get a bank loan. Well, first of all, I think if you have to get a bank loan to start a business, you shouldn't be starting a business. I'm with, um, who said that? Um, oh, gosh, the Dallas Mavericks owner said that. Uh, what's his name? His name escapes me. Mark, uh, no, I can't remember his name. Anyway, the Dallas Mavericks um, basketball team owner said that on one of the Shark Tank episodes, which was, if you have to start by getting a loan, you probably should not start a business. And I believe that. Um, I never had to get a loan for a business. I um, just 
scrapped and saved and, you know, all of that. Like I just did what I had to do. I found investors for my other business. Um, but I did not get a business loan because guess what? When the business fails, the bank still wants that loan money back versus a grant or versus investors where you've done a private placement with and you know they understand the risks and everybody walks away if the business fails. So getting a bank loan is definitely, definitely high score, um, highlight, underscore, circle, underline, bold face type, a no-no on um, doing business. Um, and then I think the biggest one on this list that sticks out for me is you have a really amazing idea. And we talked about that earlier. You have a really ma- amazing idea and people think that you should go into business because you have the idea. Well, we already talked about how you need more than the idea. You need more than the passion. You need more than the desire to want to control stuff and escape authority. You need more than um, you wanting to do it because family said it. You need more than wanting to do it because your father did it and you feel obligated to, to carry his legacy on. You need a lot more to consider um, to know if you should start a business or not. And I hope that in this hour that you've been able to get some ideas, some takeaways, a very tweetable moment with being willing to take a detour to your destiny, as said by Dr. Hughes, that you understand what is needed to even know what you, if you should start a business. Like, what are your pros and cons? So I hope you'll write out all of these things And I hope you will um, write out a list that basically helps bring some clarity to what it is that you're trying to do for a business and bring out the whys, bring out the should I's, bring out all those things that are really going to help you determine if this is the best decision for your life. Because it's a huge financial decision. It's a huge... um, a burden of a decision for your family, for yourself, for everyone involved. Um, and we hope that you'll get something out of this that can help bring some clarity to what it is you're trying to do. So with that, I think we're about at that hour. Um, we thank you all for tuning in. We, um, we're here to help you think through some things. Sometimes you don't have a sounding board and you need a sounding board. Sometimes you... You know, you just need to listen to a different point of view. Honey, we are here to give you a point of view. I can tell you that much. Dr. Hughes and I do not hold back. We've been telling this stuff to people for years and we decided why not start a show? And that's what we're doing now. So uh, we thank you so much for listening and we thank you so much for tuning in every week. And uh, Dr. Hughes, if you'll give your rundown on your uh your uh, credentials where you we can get in touch. I'm sorry, your social media handles where we can get in touch with you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. That's Dr. Latanya Hughes. All my social media handles are also on my website. So I um, look forward to connecting with you guys. All righty. And with that...
We're going to close out another edition of Business in Black. Stay tuned next week as we talk with uh, about writing and how to build your authority through your brand and writing. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you all on our social media. You can find us um, Business Intelligence Coach. And um, we, you can find us on Facebook as well as um, Twitter and as well as Instagram. And we look forward to connecting with you as well. Send us a note, drop us a line, and we'll see you next time. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. <laughs>